0: Welcome to the Intentional Coach Podcast, where we bring you the heart and soul in sports with your hosts, Brad Perry and Tanner Perry. Now, from the backwoods of East Tennessee, two knuckleheads to help you navigate the field, the mat, the court, and the track. Hey, no matter who you are, no matter how famous, how powerful, how great of a coach you are, one day someone will replace you. Uh, We are all replaced eventually, and if we're going to be intentional coaches, we need to prepare for that. Not to be replaced, but prepare our replacement. Hey, this is Coach Perry. I'm here with Coach T. Coach T, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am doing great. Hey, we're going to focus in on replacing yourself today. This is one of those... uh, practices of an intentional coach and just look at, um, at some point, uh, we don't last forever and at some point somebody's going to step in and take that role uh, that we currently sit in and what do we do to prepare for that? Uh, not so much what we do to prepare ourselves for that, but what do we do to rep- prepare the replacement uh, for that? So how's your week been, Coach D? Uh
1: Good so far. Good so far. Nice Memorial Day. Hung out with the family, as you know.
0: Yes, as I know. <laughs> uh, a lot of things going on here at Impact Community Center. We had the uh, Veterans Memorial Ceremony uh, on Saturday. That went fantastic. Opened doors up, let people see the progress. Getting ready for another camp. Uh, football Skills clinics happening this Saturday, with June 5th, which is really cool. And then 18th, 19th, we have a basketball camp coming up. Twenty-first through the twenty-third, wrestling camp coming up, so uh, we're getting busy around here. Very busy. Getting excited about it. I too. It's uh, it's going to be a fun summer. So uh, glad things are opening up, and we can uh, we can actually see coaches and athletes again, uh, which is real exciting. So hey, let's dig into this thing and uh, talk a little bit about uh, replacing ourselves. Uh, so, Coach T, you're a young coach, uh, second year as a head coach this past season. Have you thought about who's going to replace you?
1: Um, I look at – I'm always trying to bring up uh, and raise up coaches, I feel like, people that can um, invest in other people. Because, for one, the program that you know I'm a part of, we don't have that many – coaches and volunteers at our disposal um so it's kind of mine I guess starting out at least has kind of been out of desperation of hey I need more people to that kind of know what they're talking about in the long run um and I I feel like in most situations I've done that pretty well so far um but I, I think I think more than anything it's It's putting, it's putting your effort into somebody. It's putting your, you know, that being that mentor to, to an individual that might need it in the future. I mean, that's what we're doing as coaches, right? We're, we're raising, should be raising people to become mentors for other people.
0: Yeah, very yeah. good point. And I, and I think it's uh, being intentional with that is uh, a lot of times as a coach, we just coach um, how to be a better athlete. And I think part of uh, this idea of uh, just understanding you're not going to last forever and replacing yourself is uh, coach your athletes how to coach. Um, I know in uh, in ministry and education, we, we would have these conversations in leadership meetings and we'd talk about, you know, when you teach something, you're learning it three times because you can't teach it if you don't know it, so you got to learn it and then uh, preparing for it, you're learning it again and then actually teaching it, you're learning it again. So so I think part of that if you're a coach and you're you're in Coach T situation where you don't have uh, a big staff that can help out is is having your athletes and I know you do this very well, Coach T, having your athletes teach technique at different times. If you got an athlete that's really good at something, uh, then have them you know, serve as the hey, you lead this session on this thing that you're good at let them learn how to coach and then sit down and have a conversation about hey here's how you can do this better Uh, here's how you can uh, can make it more productive for those people that you're leading as an athlete
1: I think also understand where your athletes are at Um, for a lot of people public speaking is terrifying right it's deathly terrifying and even though us coaches doesn't we don't look at it as public speaking just because we've we've done it for so long and we know you know we know the sport and we um for a lot of those kids, number one, they're getting in front of their peers and doing that which is scary in and of itself, right? To get up yes. in front of your peers who can, you know, who go to school and start the rumors and, and all that stuff, you know what I mean? Um especially in small schools it travels fast. Uh, so understanding where your athletes are at in that situation um, and being able to push them a little bit without breaking them. I,
0: I think it's a little different, too, if, you you know, public speaking, you get up on a stage and everybody's looking at you versus uh, being, you know, on a field, on a court, on a track, on a mat, in the sport that, hey, you've been working your, you're, you know, team leader, and getting up and do that, I think most people are a little more comfortable, you know, hey, just show us what you do. Keep it simple for them. Um, you know, the, the attention is going to be on them, but it doesn't have to be that, hey, I'm on a stage with a spotlight on me kind of attention.
1: But sometimes it feels that way, even for those, especially for kids nowadays who have a lot of anxiety. And, yeah. and yeah. a lot of their reputation hinges on what their peers think about them. I mean, be realistic. That's, that's what high school is. Everybody's trying to find something to talk about with somebody else. Um, and you know, you're in front of your peers teaching something. Now, if you've if you've raised your culture right in your sport and in your in within your team, then it won't it, it can make it a whole lot easier.
0: Here's another tip to make it a whole lot easier and we do this is you take those athletes uh down to uh, lower age levels. And let yes. them lead there because then it's not peers; it's it's kids younger than them who that already look up to them are already looking up to them, yeah. and and there's that idea that okay, this isn't, they're not going to my school; they're going to you know the elementary school or the middle school, uh, and they can lead in that sense. So so in that sense of not just coaching your athletes to be the best athlete, but coach your athlete to be a coach, a leader, a teacher. Uh, and in that sense, you can replace yourself. You do the same thing with your staff. If you're a head coach of a multiple staff, uh, don't try to do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, when you try to do everything, I mean, and this is just reality, you're not going to do any of it well to the best of your ability yeah. because you have so many things that you're doing. So this idea of if, if you're a head coach of a multiple staff, team then then delegate some of those things and and by doing that your coaching staff is going to take a greater ownership of the program they're going to be more invested than just time they're going to think through things more they're probably going to bring more ideas to the table Uh, collaboration is great oh yeah listen
1: i mean it goes back to the the podcast we had I think it was the last one, the last episode, where it's listen to outsiders. Yeah. Listen to people. And, and it doesn't necessarily have to be outsiders. It can be your coaching staff, the people around you. It can be your athletes sometimes. I mean, it's, you listen. I think listen more than you bark out orders is really, really important.
0: Well, you got two ears and one mouth for a reason. Right. So so I think, um, you know, given, given that next generation of leadership and opportunity to lead is very important. But I think it's also important to set them up to succeed. So, you know, the question would be, what are you doing intentionally to prepare uh, that next generation of leadership, next generation of coaching uh, to be successful? And I think that's where you give those, whether it's, uh, you know, a coaching staff member or an athlete, and you give them those opportunities, sit down and have a conversation with them after practice. And we're not talking like 30 minutes. Critique or evaluation, but just say, "Hey, good job," or "Hey, next time, throw this in there," or you know, give. Or, them hey, tips. how did you,
1: how did you feel about that? What is, What were your, you know, a, again, ask them. Right? Yeah, ask yeah. them what they what they thought. Did they, you know, feel anxious when they were up there? Did they, you know, work through some of those those things? We don't. A, a lot of times, a lot of times we don't give value to what um, those athletes are going through. I feel like I, I mean, I know this is a struggle for me and and probably for a lot of coaches. We don't give those athletes enough credit to like, let them work through the emotions that they're going through. They're, they're, they're children trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and regardless of how you, you think that those, uh, how how valuable you think those feelings are that's what they're going through and sometimes they have to talk that out and and you know coaches see that coaches see kids struggling with home lives and uh difficult situations and they need somebody to talk to about it and you know a really shameless plug here a really good uh, opportunity for that is the character coaches that we do it um, oh absolutely yeah that's that's really uh, that's that's what those those character coaches are for
0: and that's, that's one of those things that can help you take something off the plate and replace yourself in that sense. And uh, if you're not familiar with FCA's character coach uh, ministry, uh, basically what we try to do is match up somebody sport-specific with a team. Uh, they will come, uh, I know in our area anyway, come to practice once a week. Um, if they do some kind of short uh, conversational devotion about a character trait that you you know we want every athlete to have that might be unity work ethic uh discipline commitment responsibility those kind of things that are just good uh and then just hang out and if you know coach athletes needs to unload unwind have a conversation about something you got somebody uh extra on your staff that's prepared to have those kind of conversations um and in that sense, again, replaces you as a guy that's got to take care of everything, right? Especially if you've
1: got a big uh, roster, like you can't. You, sometimes the head coach of the like of a big roster doesn't have the opportunity to sit down with every single athlete, you know, every single practice, and be like, "Hey, what are you? You know, well, how's your home life? How's this? How's that?" Um. So I. For smaller, I think for smaller roster sports, like for wrestling, it's a little bit easier. Still not easy.
0: Well, even with a small roster, sometimes an athlete will come with a big problem,
1: or there's or there's a (laughs) lot of athletes with problems.
0: Yes, (laughs) yeah, or there's a lot of athletes with small problems. So, so that's one of those areas where you can just replace a portion of what you're doing. And I would even encourage uh, coaches to think through what what can I delegate, what can I, you know, what can I give away. Uh, one of my, uh, I guess, mantras in leadership is uh, when I delegate responsibility, I also delegate authority as much as possible. I don't want to give somebody something and then just jerk it back. Um, of course, as a head coach, I'm still you know, the guy who has to answer for everything, so I'm monitoring it and making sure that it's in alignment with uh, the overall program but as much as possible when i give that responsibility hey i want you to be the bookkeeper and i don't come in and tell them hey not use a, a red pen or yeah. a blue pen or right. you micromanage all the details there i, I may have a conversation and so we can understand everything you're doing as a bookkeeper here's how we do it um but I, i'm not going to micromanage the whole thing so where you give that authority um or give that responsibility, also give up as much authority as possible, too. So you can just take it off your plate altogether and replace yourself in that segment of your program. I mean, reality is, as a head coach, uh, as a coach in general, you got a lot of things going on. I mean, there's a whole lot to take care of. If you can replace yourself in a few areas, uh, it makes the overall job easier to handle. You're going to be better at what you do well, um, and, and I think longevity in coaching is you're just not going to hit that burnout wall as well, quick.
1: Well, let's circle back to something. Like, I, what about those situations where maybe you have a small staff or you have no staff or or even you're you're not comfortable delegating out responsibilities to the staff you have?
0: So, what do you do with that is it a question? yeah, yeah. I, what's
1: what's what like i think it's i think it's really important i I feel like a lot of the high level guys in any area surround themselves with people that are smarter than them, yeah, so I think one big thing is you have to develop, which is partly why I have taken so i've i've committed so well to the coaching my athletes thing is because I need to develop a staff that I can trust and say, hey, can you take care of this? And I know it's going to be done right. Yeah. And well, I've got to develop staff because I don't have any staff.
0: <laughs> we, we, we've we've so. done that. We've done that here in East Tennessee with FCA Wrestling. Uh, Mondays and Thursdays during the school year, we have an FCA Wrestling Club, about 25 uh, elementary, some middle school guys pop in as well. Um, You know, and we come in the room when we first kicked that thing off, and we had coaches uh, running around, uh, talking to kids, goofing off, helping out. And all but one of those coaches uh, were former athletes of ours. Mm -hmm. Um, So it wasn't, okay, we got this mass. It took us a long time to develop, you know, that. But, you know, then we have a room of seven coaches, I feel perfectly confident uh, if I miss practice, it's going to go smooth and well because we got, you know, one guy that's me and him have been together forever and six other guys that wrestled for us and competed with us and did what we do. And they know what we do and they're going to do it a little bit different, but it's still going to get done. It's going to get done with a sense of excellence and high quality and, I don't have to worry about it. So I think in that sense, if, if you're that young coach and you don't have that staff, I think, number one, listen to the outsiders. Find those people that you might be able to invite in who are going to do um, what needs to be done with excellence. Uh, delegate small portions. If you don't have anybody that can take the whole thing. Uh, and, then, and then lastly, do what we did, play the long game. You yeah. know, yeah, we, we got some guys, and, you know, just throw out some names there, you know, Bailey Hodge and, and Justin Smith and um, Coach T. And, you know, some of those guys who come in and, and they're, they're committed, they're serious about it, they want to impact and influence young athletes, um, partly, I think, because they were impacted and influenced when they were a young athlete. Um, but it took took a few years to get that rolling. And I think the earlier you start, um, the less time it takes. If your juniors and seniors are helping teach technique and making sure locker rooms are cleaned and, and taking responsibility for those things, and then when they graduate, they're probably more willing to come back and help, help do those kind of things. It's just being intentional with that long game. Um, but there are volunteers out there. Use the resources you have available. I mean, FCA Character Coach is one of them. Um, local youth ministers, uh, I think is another one that you can use. Former players, obviously, is one, you know, check with your administration and see what you need to do to make sure liability and uh, insurance stuff is in place. But uh, in most communities, there's people out there that just want to be a part of a team.
1: And a lot of times you won't realize that until you put it out there, I feel like. You won't realize the amount of people that are available to available to help until you ask for help does it make sense yeah
0: yeah and another point is when you're winning (laughs) when you're winning uh, that help is easier to get because everybody wants to be a part of a winning team um so when you start delegating i think it gives us as coaches it gives us more opportunity to to work on x's and o's and jimmy's and joe's and develop you know winning uh tradition and then people want to be a part of that
1: say that with a caveat of the people that are helping vet them yes absolutely make sure make sure the people that you uh that are helping uh are going to be beneficial to your program and not detrimental
0: they're going to be helpful you don't want to bring in somebody that's that's going to create drama or cause problems right um, but but I think that's you know venom and I mean, that's one reason why a lot of times we stay within our circle is we know the circle. We know what we're getting. Um, so we know what they're gonna bring to the table. And then if Coach Perry has to walk away, he's got five, six, seven guys who can step in and and it's still gonna it's still gonna happen. I, you know I always have the mindset if I walk away and it falls apart, then I didn't do my job as a leader. Uh, to help it stand on. And I've done that a couple times, uh, but I didn't help it stand on its own two feet. Uh, so we want to build that leadership where uh, it continues to be successful after we're gone. Uh, and and really, as a coach, I want to get to the point where, um, where the only thing I'm doing is what I do best. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can focus on doing what I do best. Um, so some pointers here Um, I I think you know for me I use a lot of one liners and acronyms and I've used I3 forever Uh, we used it in ministry we've used it in coaching uh, but the whole I3 idea is you identify people who can step into roles that you can pass along uh, without having to worry about that betting, liabilities, all of that stuff they're part of the program they know the philosophy so identify those people maybe write their names down somewhere Hey, here's John. Here's what John does. Here's Susie. Here's what Susie does. Um, You know, identify them, invest in them. Uh, When it's relational, uh, people tend to be more uh, accepting and open to say yes to help. Uh, When it's relational, uh, people get really tied and connected into it. Uh, So it's not just, hey, I got a job. My job's doing the laundry after the football game. But (laughs) I'm I'm part of the program, and I'm helping people, not just doing laundry. So invest in them. Give them some swag. Um, You know, buy them them a T-shirt, you know, Chick-fil-A gift card. Everybody loves the Lord's Chicken. Um, Something, but invest in them. Uh, Time, uh, resources, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then the last I was just simply invite them in. Hey, here's what we need. Would you like to be a part of this? Identify, invest, invite. Um, and then when you invite them in, uh, just understand they're coming in. They're going to be a part of the household, part of the family. Right. Uh, so make sure, you know, they're not smelly for they come into the house. Um, cause, right. cause they're going to be a part, they're going to be influenced. And so that helps us replace ourselves, uh, couple other tips um you can do with that staff to replace yourself if you got a book a note a quote that has impacted you share that uh with with those people so they're a part of what you're doing get them on the same page um same wavelength same coaching philosophy that kind of thing so uh you can attend workshops conferences together um Head yeah. coaches,
1: you can you can have a workshop. Yeah. yeah. If you have a specific way that you want to coach or you have a specific program, or or and most coaches do, they have a, a way in which they like to run things. <clears throat> Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it by themselves, right? <laughs> um, sit down with your coaches and the people that you want to delegate and say, hey, here's how we want to do this. And either in a group setting, if you've got multiple – you know, if you've got a big staff or whatever, sit them down. You know, either – either. you know, if you've got a staff, sit them down after every practice.
0: Well, and you can even make it a, a formal event. Uh, yes. You know, a training – hey, before season starts, we want to – during the offseason, we're going to have a, a staff training, and here's what, here's what we got, here's what we need. Who do we know that fits in with the team that we can replace – ourselves doing this task with um another real simple thing you know we've done in years past is take an event uh invite you know that team over and watch the event together we've watched uh, ncaa national championships at my house um invite on several occasions and and just invite those people who are going to be leaders in the program uh not just with the team but even the program at every level um, you know, if I'm a head football coach and, you know, watching the Super Bowl with other football coaches uh, from the peewee level all the way up, it uh, could be that, you know, that event that you just spend some time together and investing in them and... Developing relationships. Develop relationships. And then, you know, during the halftime show or commercials, it's what do we want to be about? What do we want to do? How can you fit in? And, and that invite could happen right there while the investment's happening. So we want to make sure that we aren't, carrying the whole load by ourselves but that we're working to replace ourselves um and that is very important uh not just uh at the high school level but at every level coach T, you got anything else I think that's it all right hey we're glad you joined us for this episode of the intentional coach podcast This is coach perry uh, Coach T, if you want to get in touch with us, bperry at fca.org.
1: Perry at fca, fca.org. We'd love to hear from you,
0: and uh, we look forward to our next episode. Hope you'll join us. See you. Wouldn't want to be you. Thank you for listening to the Intentional Coach Podcast, the place you can come every week to find your heart and soul in sports.